on Cosmos Radio. Songs that smack you in the mouth. Welcome, people, to the Britpop Show. And it is a Monday night and it's sunny outside and I can't wait to be joining you from your Monday night barbecues. Now, those of you who know me know that I push the envelope of Britpop every week, but this week I'm pushing it even further. This week we're going to do some post-Britpop songs. That's right, it's not songs from the Britpop era, it's post-Britpop, and these are the bands that took over from Oasis. Clubfoot by Kasabian. And do not change the channel. You are listening to the Britpop show, but we're doing something a little bit different this week. Because you remember every week I talk about Britpop and I talk about the bands that uh, formed the Britpop era. But when it ended, nobody actually knew it ended. It's not like suddenly some people say, right, Britpop is over now. And so when you lived through it, it was sort of people say, oh, you know, when Pulp did This Is Hardcore, that's when it really ended and it was a real sea change in music. But nobody knew that at the time and everybody thought, yeah, music's still coming out and there were still some good bands coming out. And these bands are the ones that came from the ashes of Britpop. So I thought I'd give them a little nod this week. If, uh, if you're not happy about that, then uh, you know how to get in touch. Just email me or send a message via the app just to let me know about your complaints. And uh, talking of complaints, uh, I've been a bit busy on Twitter and I'll talk to you about that in a bit. So these are the, these are the bands that emerged from the ashes of Britpop. We've got some bangers coming up to, uh, later today, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play one now 
most people would say, well, they're not really from the ashes of Britpop. They're a bit late for that. But this band was definitely influenced heavily by Britpop. Hailing from Sheffield, this is the Arctic Monkeys. good on the dance floor that was the arctic monkeys that was the first single off their debut album whatever people say i am that's what i'm not released on the 23rd of october 2005 went to number one and that song was performed i can't remember this it was performed at the 2012 olympics opening ceremony but what i do know about that album is unusually they went into the studio and said right these are the songs this is the order we want on the album and we want to record all of the songs in that order please and it, which is very unusual for a band so they did one song it was that and then it's done and then they moved on to the next one very unusual but um what a band, and they've obviously gone on to do much better things, but I thought I'd pl- I ought to play something from 2005 because even post-Britpop, we are pushing it. Right, I said I had a busy weekend on Twitter. I'm going to talk to you about the Breakout Show tweet that I sent out in a bit, and I'm also going to talk to you about a 
tweet that I sent from the Britpop show, which multiple people, multiple people said was the worst tweet they've seen all year so far. What mischief did I get up to? I'll tell you after this. This is a bit of Muse.
Muscle Museum by Muse. And for those of you who are confused and thinking you are supposed to be listening to the Britpop show, this is the Britpop show, but this week we're doing it slightly different. We're changing it up. We're doing some songs from the post-Britpop era. And I talk about post-Britpop because Britpop, people say, ended around 98, yeah, around 98. And that was, of course, from uh, Muse's 1999 debut album, Showbiz. But like I say, people didn't realise that Britpop had ended. It was just, you know, more music was coming out and it was only looking back that people realised that, uh, well, people said that Britpop ended. Did it Did it really end? Who knows? Because to me, Muscle Museum and certainly that first album by Muse, how is that any different to uh, what Oasis were releasing at the time? I mean, that's probably better than what Oasis were releasing at the time. Anyway, that was recorded at Sawmills and fans of the show will realise that the Blue Tones recorded at Sawmills. They recorded uh, their third album and Mark did a story, he told us all, didn't he, about how he just upped in the middle of the night and left and you had to walk down the railway tracks and he just went home because he was sick of the recording process. And that was at Sawmill Studio. And then, of course, a few years later, you have Muse recording there. That was released in November 1999 and got to only number 43, which was nine possessions better than their previous single, which is called Cave, which uh, only got to 52. Um, it wasn't, there was no sign of, uh, of the massive band that Muse were to become. Now, I was telling you about uh, Twitter and the, and the uh, fun I was having on Twitter at the weekend. Now, for the first tweet that I sent out, uh, it was on The Breakout Show. Now, if you don't know The Breakout Show, The Breakout Show is a monthly show that I do with Jonty, who does uh, a Through the Decades show. Jonty and I uh, um, ask for unsigned bands to send us their records and we, and we play them. Uh, and so I sent a tweet out on the Breakout Show. Uh, and if you want to get hold of the Breakout Show, it is at Breakout underscore show on Twitter. And so I just said, just a reminder, that if you're an unsigned band and would like some radio airplay, just follow us here and email us with an MP3 and biography to the Breakout Show at outlook.com. And then I put please RT, which the kids will tell you means please retweet. And that got, I'm very pleased to say, over 10,000 views. Uh, very happy with that. Lots of comments, 37 retweets, 67 likes. Very happy with that. But I've got to, I've got to tell you about this other tweet that I sent out, but I'm going to do it after this, uh, this uh, next song that we play. Now, I, I told you I saw, um, I saw Muse at the Kentish Town Forum. It was an amazing mosh pit. Everyone went crazy up the front. But before that, I was there with my mate Paul, and before that, there was this brand new band that, uh, that were coming out. And uh, I remember uh, the lead singer came out and he said, look, we're, you know, our uncle lent us 5,000 pounds to really get this band going and we're really pleased to be here. Um, and uh, he, he, he was just, you know, really happy. Now, my really happy to be there. Now, my mate Paul said, oh, I've heard this band. They've played this single on, on XFM, which I think is now Radio X. And, he's, and every song that came on, he kept saying, oh, this is it, this is it. And then like two minutes in, we go, oh, no, it's not it, it's not it. Uh, and now, if we thought, Muse ended up calling this band the Yellow Band, and for this reason...
That was, of course, Coldplay with Yellow. And I've had a message from Paul, who was stood next to me at that gig. Well, stood next to me for a little bit till Muse came on, and then we got separated until the end of the gig. He was probably wearing his glasses and was worried about going into the mosh pit. I might, might have done him a disservice there, but I'm not sure I have. Uh, and he's reminded me that uh, both Muse and Coldplay uh, went on to, uh, the lead singers went on to have uh, children with Hollywood actresses. In fact... I bumped into Matt Bellamy at Paddington and got a uh, got a, uh, an embarrassing selfie with him. He was uh, catching a train down to Devon, I think, for half term, because he still, even though he's a rock star, he still relies on his parents uh, to do a little bit of babysitting. Right, I told you that I caused a bit of a problem on Twitter over the weekend. I didn't mean to. I just expressed an opinion, and it turns out that Twitter is not the place to express an opinion about uh, certainly about the Stone Roses. This is what I tweeted. I tweeted, the Stone Roses are overrated. They have one album, even their own fans hate the second album, and their singer can't sing. Discuss. Now, uh, I instantly got accused of uh, just creating what, they, what the Twitter sphere called clickbait. I didn't mean to. I just wanted, you know, just wanted a Sunday afternoon discussion. In fact, I put hashtag Sunday masturbate. Yes. And instantly people just basically were sending me, you know, the, 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 some people accused me of trolling. I don't even know what trolling is, but I, I don't, I'm not quite sure how that's happened. But as a result, somebody called Bren said, worst tweet I've seen all year so far, which I'll take. I'll have that. If, you know, if you're going to win anything, it might as well be the worst of, of something. And 14 people like that tweet. Uh, but I did have some support. Uh, there was a guy called David. I'm not going to give his full name because, you know, we don't want people to uh, take out their revenge on him, saying, I agree, but be careful. Their fans are, let's say, a bit easily upset. And, he, and Shaney said, careful now. Brown's brigade will be after your blood. 
Uh, there were some people, it was an interesting debate. There were some people who couldn't handle it. I just um, don't really understand how Stone Roses fans, the point I was trying to make with Stone Roses is that I think they're a good band. I think they've got good songs. But the the best best band ever, which is what people often bandy about, about the Stone Roses, I can't agree with. And, um, uh, you know, the fact that I can't agree with apparently makes me an idiot in some people's uh, eyes. But not Lee, though. Lee came to my rescue last night. Best tweet ever. First album, album bores me. Love spreads and driving south are the only songs I can listen to if held at gunpoint. Brown spoils the songs. Love spreads needs a decent singer to get hold of it and not sound like he can't be asked. Before you all start crying, it's in my opinion. Uh, anyway, look, everybody's entitled to an opinion. And if you think my opinion's wrong, that's fine. Just let me know. Do it politely, obviously. But let me know. And everybody did. And so that, that tweet has reached over 20,000 people uh, and has had over 130 comments. At one point, my phone was red hot yesterday. I know, right. So Coldplay that we've just had, that was released on the 26th of June 2000. Now, obviously, Muse and Coldplay, they're coming out at the same time. How were we to know that this was a change? We didn't know, did we? They got Brit Award Song of the Year in 2001 when the Brit Awards meant something, and it got Brit Award British Video and the Grammy for the Best Rock Song in 2002. And the video was on the beach, and uh, it was supposed to be the whole band, but the drummer's m it was the drummer's mum's funeral. And so, as a result, they just sent the lead singer along. Uh, they, they say they wouldn't have done that now, but you know, at the time when you're a band and you've got the you've got the video booked, then you have to do it, don't you? And the lyrics are, he says, the lyrics are about being devoted to someone, wanting to do anything for them, writing a song for them, and swimming across the sea for them. Imagine writing a song for someone. He's right, that would be the ro most romantic gesture ever. Now they were put into the bed wetting category, weren't they? Along with this next band, Travis. But Travis, Travis, you see, are a bit of an enigma because their first album was properly rocky. And they, they did this song uh, that they literally wouldn't get away with nowadays. And I'm going to play it now. It's called Under 16 Girls. Playing nothing but the best music.
Under 16 Girls by Travis. They would not get away with that nowadays, would they? That is a rocky album, as you can tell. In fact, they toured with Oasis when they... That was their debut album, and they they supported Oasis on a, on a national tour for that. I went to see them. I was at GMEX. Uh, brilliant, brilliant album. Uh, worth listening. There's the final song, Funny Thing, is it's just brilliant. Really, real dirty, heavy guitar at the end. Worth checking out. I know the rest of it, they then... See, what they did was on that one, they had an electric guitar. They swapped that electric guitar for their next album for two acoustic guitars, and it all got a bit, a bit you know, bedwetting. And, and we all know, everybody thinks about them, and, you know, they got massive, so it's worth doing. But their first album is very good. And how are, to we, how are we to know that Britpop was about to end? We didn't know, did we? We've got Muse, Coldplay, Travis coming out with stuff like that. We also had uh, a bit of Razorlight, and I'm going to play them now because we all know a girl with a golden touch. I know a girl with a golden touch. She's got enough, she's got too much. They could do 
That was Golden Touch by Razorlight. I remember, it was, what's, what's the lead singer called? He used to call something like Johnny, Johnny Borrell, something like that. And he came out with this phrase about how, they were, how Razorlight were bigger than Dylan. And NME did an article about, are they bigger than Dylan? And they worked out that because Johnny Borrell was five foot seven and a half and Dylan was only five foot seven, that technically they were correct, but that was it. I think at the time it was supposed to be ironic, whatever. A big shout out for Hannah B, who's been filming her next major production today. Now Gary has requested some suede. Gary, you're late to the party. What we are doing today is we're doing the post-Britpop years. So I know Suede have carried on, and it would have been a good day to play some Suede because it's the anniversary of Suede's debut album today. Um, so I could have played you some Animal Nitrate, but that will buck the theme, so I'm afraid I can't do it. Something from post-Britpop, I can do it this week. Next week, we can play some Suede. Uh, I've got some big things for you next week and coming up, in fact. But we, ha we have had a request from the King. I'm not sure where the King is this week, but uh, the King has requested... He, he initially requested... Shaker Maker by Oasis. Then he realised what the theme was, so he's chosen something by Hardfi. And if you're going to play Hardfi, you've got to play hard to beat. Hey, what do you think of the Britpop show so far? It's a bit dodgy, mate.
just can't believe it You're so hard to beat, hard to beat to beat by hi-fi hard five what that what that's a great debut album stars of cctv it was brilliant concept because they had a cctv uh, image on the front cover and it, you'd see it everywhere and it remind you of them brilliant summer that was it reminds me of my mate paul with his last uh, blowout before he went to move to america their debut album was basically the soundtrack of that summer Reminds me, crazy times, crazy times. And if you're wondering what hard, what hard fire doing now, well, obviously, if you remember from a few weeks ago, uh, Mark Morris was telling us about Helicopter of the Holy Ghost, and he was saying how he was doing that with one of the guys from the audience, and also um, one of the guys from Hardfire, Rich from Hardfire. So they have clubbed together to create this band called Helicopter of the Holy Ghost. So if you like hard fire, you should go and check out Helicopter of the Holy Ghost. Now, if you if you missed that episode, then of course it's available on a podcast. If you just Google RSS the Britpop Show, it will come up with the with the website. Alternatively, it's now available on Amazon Music. So you can say Alexa, play me the Britpop Show podcast. So if you say that one time out of eight or ten. Alexa will get it right. Other times she'll play. I think she played Paw Patrol once. Uh, I know she's female. What can you do? It's also available on Apple Podcasts. And we have hit nearly a thousand downloads for this month. And we've still got a few days left. So if you can get out there and get it downloaded, maybe we'll hit a thousand for the month of March. And I never thought I would be able to say that. Right. This next band. They are definitely post-Britpop, but they hold a real special place in my heart because their their first two albums were amazing and then their lead singer split off to go solo and he's since then he's produced some brilliant, brilliant music. Uh, he's called David Ford and he's constantly doing all these uh, online gigs at the moment. And He's probably the solo artist that I've seen the most. He's brilliant. If you don't know David Ford, go and look up his album, Let the Hard Times Roll. It is excellent. But before you do that, I, I'm not even sure this is available actually on Spotify. Go and look up some Easy World. This song definitely isn't available on Spotify. I have to warn you, if you have any children in the room, there is an F-bomb in here and I definitely won't be able to bleep it out. So send them outside to play with some bleach or something. This is Second Amendment by Easy World.
that is Second Amendment by Easy World. If you don't know Easy World, do yourself a favour and look them up. Even more so, do yourself a favour and look up David Ford. He did this album, Let the Hard Times Roll, which is just brilliant from start to finish. Maybe we'll do another post-Britpop and I'll get him on telling us all, you guys all about him because he's worth checking out. He's another sort of hidden in the depths, space hog, Easy World type type artist who you know i I like to share with you guys because i'm just generous what can i do all right we have had a request it is somebody's 18th birthday today happy birthday to lexi lexi is 18 today currently doing jelly shots please don't be sick up the walls although it is your 18th birthday so you are now an adult and can do whatever you want happy birthday lexi 18 years old today this one's for you the kooks
That's Naive by the Kooks, and that's dedicated to Lexi, whose 18th birthday it is today. Hopefully she's getting smashed somewhere safe, uh, not passing on any coronavirus. Happy lockdown birthday. Right, we're moving on. If you're wondering why we're doing songs that are not Britpop, we are doing bands that rose from the ashes of the Britpop era. And I've seen this band live, and this is a brilliant song. This is the Fratellis. Well, it's a big, big city and it's always the same Can never be too pretty Tell me your name, is it out of line? If I was to be bold and say, would you be mine? Because I may be a beggar and you may be the queen I know I may be on a downer, I'm still ready to dream Though it's three o'clock The time is just the time it takes for you to talk So if you're to end on that woke you guys up Anon has woken up good one Mr DJ and we've had a message and if you guys are, are worried about the fact that we're going post Britpop don't be normal service will be resumed next week in fact next week we will be celebrating 25 years since 
a maximum high by shed seven what an album so we'll be celebrating that next week and then after that we will have an interview with the lead singer of the supernaturals we've got loads of Britpop stuff coming up but at the moment we're celebrating the bands that came from the Britpop era and we've had a message from bock top show mate now bock is one of the finest athletes i have ever met and as a result it's only right that we should play something by a band called Athlete. I used to rave about these back in the day when they came out. This is El Salvador. What a tune. It's time to tear this place down. I've got the last game on my mind. Not seen friends in ages. Have I been left behind? It's time to figure out why I find myself in custody. Every question, what's come so easily? Flies to El Salvador. I don't know why, and I don't know what for. I've seen the picture for myself. Where did that label go? I tried it out, but it didn't work, so I'll choose. Checking lights and get up into the air. It's time to take new measures. Someone will put us up tonight. Far from my place of rest, I almost got you inside. Absolutely love that tune. Can't listen to that without singing along to it. What uh, what a band. They Their second album, they, their lead single on that was a song called Wires, which was written about the lead singer's premature baby, who's fine now, but at the time it was... Uh, John reminded me it was heartbreaking. Indeed it was. 
Oh, we had a message from Anon reminding me that it's bank holiday next weekend. I know, but I'm dedicated to it. I will be here this time next week playing you some Shed 7. Right, we've get, we're at the end of the show yet again, and we're going to have to end on a banger, I think. So we're going to have to end with this. I will give you a an honourable mention, however, to Turin Breaks. Turin Breaks were going to be played. I didn't have time. So after this song, do, me, do yourselves a favour. Go and look up Save Me by Turin Breaks. It is a tune a totally different Franz Ferdinand completely different vibe but go and check it out also go and check out Easy World and David Ford if you can don't forget next week we've got some Shed 7 and then we've got a Supernaturals interview coming up in the meantime this is Take Me Out by Franz Ferdinand thank you for listening I really appreciate it as I always do go and check out the podcast if you missed any of it because hopefully we get a thousand downloads from March wouldn't that be amazing in the meantime, this is Take Me Out by Franz Ferdinand. See you on the flip side. Take me out.